The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. And we are doing today what we have wanted to do for a long time. Although, yeah, you could suppose we're doing it for an interesting sort of reasons. My name's Dave Alexander. This is Franklin Weefald. Hello. Hello. We are enjoying the sunshine. We are outside. Now, the reason we're outside, that many, it's a beautiful day. It is. Might as well do radio from outside. I mean, there many times that people in radio have said, you know, gosh, I wish I could do that show outside. Well, it's, you know, i never forget when I was in college yeah. when the spring came and the summer, I mean, the winter was gone. Some of my professors would, you know, who'd had lecture courses, would yeah. take us outside. Yeah. It was great. We, uh, we're also here in part because to, to remind people to not infect surfaces where they work, hint, hint, nod, nod. Yeah. We don't want to get the radio station dirty. No. And both of us have been working every day this week. Yes, because you are an essential uh, worker. North Carolina determined that I am both essential and what is it? Mandatory. Well, you're essential and mandatory <laughs> for heart health. A lot they know. <laughs> In any case, we always start with the numbers. Let's start with our numbers locally. North Carolina has in the area of 4,088 reported cases of coronavirus. Does that surprise you? Yes. Um, again, everybody knows, or we've been listening to the show, how wrong I was in predicting about 30,000 cases nationwide. So, yes, it surprises me that North Carolina got that high. But in another sense, we're doing, a, we're doing better than a lot of other states. Yeah. I think the biggest place being hit is Charlotte, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Wake County and Raleigh has have done pretty well if it's zero deaths how many cases now about 400 and uh, and 423 people across north carolina hospitalized yeah according to the yeah. department of health and human services and johnson county where i have my practice i think there's about 60 patients who have been positive and unfortunately we've had five deaths very uh, elderly population not everybody's old but yeah. we've had an elderly set i mean my practice is full of elderly sick people you know chronic illnesses right and so it's sad um and i just want to give a shout out early to all the healthcare workers in johnston county and in wake county and in you know all the places where this has been such a terrible tragedy and terrible terrible thing on today's show we're going to talk about the death rate for COVID-19, and we're going to talk about it in very clinical terms at times. Yeah. I don't want anybody to think that we think that people are just numbers. They're not. They're not numbers at all. But I think it's still very worthwhile, especially when you hear about how horrible our healthcare system is from the mainstream media. And it, it just bothers me that people don't look at the numbers. And you we've know? got a good health care system. We've got a, the best in okay. the world. And it's reflected in how well we're doing with the COVID-19 pandemic. American College of Cardiologists uh, coming out with a suggestion or a guidance saying that this hydrochloroquine, am I saying it right? You are. Hydrochloroquine has some side effects, so be careful. 
Well, they don't even say be careful. What do they say? They're basically saying don't use it because of the side effects. And it's just, uh, we'll talk about that. Are there some side effects from COVID-19 that I haven't heard about? Uh, Do you know what's interesting? They always talk about how it's horrible because there's side effects. Um, Do you know how many people have died of the side effects? I have no idea. Zero. Really? Zero. You're talking about the side effects of hydrochloric? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's craziness. All right. And heart attacks are down. Heart attack is exactly what Howard from Wake County called in early to talk about. Hey, Howard, welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Franklin Weefald. Dr. Weefald. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm doing very well. We're out in the sun and we're enjoying ourselves. This is one of my favorite programs. I wanted to call you today. And this concerns a heart attack. Yes. And I just want to, because so many people in this area play cop. We're golfers. A lot of golfers. Okay. They play cops? Like police? No, sir. Golf. No. They play doctor. Oh, they play the docs. Yeah. yeah. Well, I play one on the radio. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you but, mean by that? But I mean, we play golf, right? Okay. And uh, oh. we're on the golf course. Say it. Some of us are out on the golf course. A few. Right. Weeks ago. We figured it out. G O L F. Golf. Bill Murray, golf. Caddyshack, golf. Got it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Golf. Okay. And we're on the golf course. Say so we're back, way back in the back, fifteenth hole or something like that. Yeah. One of the guys in our foursome has a heart attack. Oh, my God. It could happen. Yeah. It can happen. Yeah. What What should we do? Okay, are you talking about a sudden death episode or just clutching his chest and complaining of chest? He's clutching his chest and he's falling to the ground. Yeah. You know, he's in terrible pain. What should we do at that time? Let me tell you, it's called swoop and scoop. Scoop and swoop. Yeah. Is that if he's still conscious... Get him on the golf cart, and I hope <laughs> this is a good reason to, to use a golf cart and not yeah. walk the course, and get him to the clubhouse. And in the meantime, on your cell phone, call 911 and say, I've got somebody clutching his chest. He collapsed. I'm bringing him to the clubhouse. Get here as soon as you can. Now, suppose he's unconscious and you feel he doesn't have a pulse. Do you know how to do CPR? No, I do not. Yeah. Now, this is something that I've advocated everybody is to learn CPR. And, you know, it's really not that hard. You don't have to really take a course, but it's better if you take a course. You put, you know, both hands on the sternum and you compress it about three to five inches and you do it at about 90 um, compressions per, per minute. And that'll keep the blood flowing so the brain doesn't die. But in the meantime, or even, you know, when you're starting, get one of your playing partners to call 911 and tell them exactly where you are. They will drive over the golf course yeah. and come get you. Now, it's interesting you're bringing this up because I've had two patients who had heart attacks on the golf course, and one of them survived and one of them didn't. And it, it's so important, and I'm glad you called, that we all know what to do. And the number one thing is carry your cell phone and dial 911 and get the- get get the uh, first responders there as soon as you can and if you've got any concern that th- obviously you do that this could ever happen here's a suggestion spend one day with the american red cross they'll teach you how to do it and they'll teach you how to use those what's the three-letter combination it's the it's the shocker device the defib the defibrillator defibrillator the emergency portable defibrillator it's the easiest thing to use if you can operate the remote control on 
your TV, you can operate one of these things. Yeah. Let me tell you that it, what it is. Yeah, and I, I feel really bad because about two years ago, I had the idea of, of the American College of Cardiology outfitting a golf cart ambulance. Yeah. And so it would have a defibrillator. It would have, um, you know, uh, oxygen in case, you know, you got them back. But a def- an automatic defibrillator, have you seen those at the, uh, at the malls? Yeah, they're hanging on the wall. Yeah, and they're really easy to use. In fact, they're instructions. And if you have one, while you're doing CPR, if you don't bring them back, go ahead, it's a patch, and you put two patches on the chest. It'll tell you where to put them. And then you just press a button, and the machine will right. start to analyze. Right. And it's a, it's a woman's voice. And, and the woman says, analyzing rhythm. And that means she's checking out the EKG. Yeah. So if there is an EKG pulse that, that means the heart is still pumping, it won't give a shock. So she'll say, analyzing EKG. Okay. And then it'll say, have determined that a defibrillation is indicated. Charging device. Right. And then a man's voice comes on and says, stand back. <laughs> and then it gives a big shock. And it'll do it again until you turn the machine off. Yeah. And it's a great device. And and everybody should know that it's there. Yeah. So I was going to outfit, you know, a red and white um, golf cart with an entire mini ambulance. Yeah. But I never did it. So now you're oh, reminding me that I should do this because it's a great idea. So many golfers are at that age of being at risk. TheHeartHealthRadio.com mobile ambulance absolutely i i think this is a good idea yeah. howard you've you've started us down the road of success thank you well, the reason i asked that question yes please yeah. a, a while back i'd say a few years my that happened to my uncle he passed away on the golf oh, yeah. man. before he could anybody could get um, help to it and uh we were out a month or so ago and we had just gotten to the golf course and we were ready to go and one of the fellows that was playing with us, he bent over to tie his shoe, and his back went out on him. Right. Oh wow! Before yeah. we started, and he had we had such a hard time with him, you know. And then that started making me think of do it. And I used to work at a hospital when I was in college, you know. And I got to thinking, what would I do, you know, if if somebody in front of us it happened to them, could I help them? And what you just told me, that would be the number one thing that started. Yeah. The, um, and uh, golf courses are not, uh, golf. Courses are now equipping themselves with AEDs, automatic external defibrillators, so that you call 911, but you also call the pro shop and say, bring it on down, and they'll bring it down. Great. Thank you. We appreciate your call. Howard, thanks a lot. Which which gives us into something I want to talk about. Yeah, what is that? And that um, I got a buddy, Josh McCumber, or Maycumber is what he really pronounces. He's with Cary Cardiology, practices at Wake Med Raleigh and Wake Med Cary. Yes. And I talked to him the other day, and he does not treat COVID patients. That's not his area of expertise. Yeah. So what is he doing? He's, he's, you know, there, Johnny on the spot, if you have a heart attack, and it's a certain kind. They bring him in right to the cath lab. He goes in and puts a stent in and opens up the artery yeah. and opens up the clot. He's not been doing much. And so here is why, because the number of heart attacks that we're experiencing during this lockdown is down 40% across the country. And so, you know, you say, well, are they having heart attacks at home and dying? No, they're not. They're just not having them. 
And so you've t- you've heard on the show before that I've talked about the cause of a heart attack and it's inflammation that jazzes up these little immune cells that are in the cholesterol blockage, the plaque. Yeah. And it's usually a plaque that's not bad enough to cause chest discomfort when you're walking. Okay. It's called an immature plaque. That ruptures due to the pus, I might as well call it pus, the inflammatory liquid, it bursts the plaque and causes clots to form and that causes a heart attack. So what's going on? Well, we're not having as much exchange of little viruses that don't make us necessarily sick, but jazz up the immune system so that we have you know, so that we can fight off the virus. But when it jazzes up the immune system too much, like what the coronavirus does, it ruptures your plaque and causes a heart attack. So people need to know we have been working for years and years to reduce the number of heart attacks, and we've done so. But social isolation, social distancing, has dropped it in a short period of time more than anything else. Now, what's the lesson? The lesson is not that people who are at risk for heart attacks should never go out of their house. That's impossible. Right. But the next big um, endeavor, research endeavor, and it's already started, but the next thing I think that we really got to look into yeah. is reducing inflammation overall in right. patients who are at risk for heart attack. We'll talk about that on today's show. I'll also talk about um, the death rate for COVID-19 and at what point do we accept the fact that, well, we can't go on like this, not right. forever. Right. And we're not policy people, but, you know, we don't have that role. But let's go ahead and, as Americans, discuss this. We have to. Yeah. Well, please do. And if you want to jump in on that, is this the end of the beginning or the beginning of the end? I don't know. I don't know either. But let's there's some out. encouraging signs. The number of hospitalizations is going down. And then the, I think we're, we're about to turn the corner. I talk could be to wrong, us about, talk to us about this at 919-860-9783 on Heart Health Radio. It's time for the Hall of Shame, brought to you by HeartHealthRadio.com. Featuring music from Evelyn Champagne King. Heart Health Radio, where we play the hits. We do play the hits. We talk about people who need to be shamed because you should be ashamed of yourself you're saying these things. Who's on the list today? Well, everybody is sort of rooting for hydrochloroquine not to work. And it's it's a shame. I mean, it's the only drug we have now. Yeah. And Trump didn't come up with it out of the blue. I mean, it was studied in China. There, There are studies going on here. And it seems to show promise. Now, they haven't done these case-controlled, uh, double-blind studies where you give a thousand people the drug and a thousand people you don't give anything to. They're actually doing that now, and that's the only way that I think people like Fauci are going to be convinced to use it. But what other drugs do we have now? There's remdesivir, which is a drug made by Gilead Sciences. It's shown promise. Also, I don't hear anybody saying it's an unproven drug. We shouldn't promote it. So here's the problem. The American College of Cardiology, to whom, with whom I am a member, of which I'm a member, mm-hmm. has published a story that says the side effect profile is very serious. How can we possibly consider using this medication? Well, I've said before, I've got 50 people, 60 people on, 
hydrochloroquine. It's a great medicine for people with rheumatoid arthritis and lupus because what does it do? It lowers the amount of inflammation. And people who get pneumonia, and there appears to be two types, and we'll go into that, it's pretty detailed, they have a runaway inflammatory response, and their lungs are filling up with fluid, and they're not getting oxygen in. The other thing to remember is that any medication has potential side effects. Now, I've treated 50 people, you monitor them, you check your EKG for a very rare side effect, but the American College of Cardiology is focusing on this one possible side effect, Mm -hmm. something called torsade de point. Now, that's a French term for the induction of a very bad arrhythmia, which can be fatal. Now, if this is so bad that we should be, you know, quaking in our boots about using the drug, wouldn't you think there'd be a bunch of cases of it where people, yeah. uh, doctors have used chloroquine and people have died of the chloroquine and not and not the the virus? The answer but, is no. There have been none. But to be clear, you have 50 patients perhaps on this medicine. For other reasons. For other reasons, including rheumatoid arthritis. And which, lupus. Yeah. Which, and lupus, which I'm going to tell you are terrible things, but I don't know that people are dropping dead of... Zero. R- rheumatoid arthritis. And, and nobody so, in there, it, let me tell you, if people had died from using hydrochloroquine who yeah. were being treated for COVID-19, you would have heard about it. But but it's something that you give to someone for a condition that's non-fatal. Right. So you feel comfortable, and so do millions of other doctors, I'll bet, giving this for a non-fit, everything's got a side effect, one in a thousand might have a bad reaction, but you're comfortable giving it to someone who's not even going to die from what they've got, wouldn't you want to give that potentially to someone who may in fact die of this disease? And and remember, um, Trump's not promoting the drug for people to take to prevent the virus. He's promoting the medication because it's really the only thing we've got. Now, remdesivir is an antiviral drug. It was developed against AIDS or HIV, excuse me. And it looks promising, too. Um, I think once we have more information, I tell you, if if it's promising in initial studies and doesn't have severe side effects, it's got more side effects than hydrochloroquine. Uh, Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, they're happening frequently in patients who are getting this drug in studies. Right. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't use it. So there's this potentially fatal arrhythmia in hydrochloroquine, and you get an EKG, and if somebody has a certain EKG that looks a certain way, it's more likely to happen. But it's one in 10, 100,000 people that have this problem. And so, you know, the American College of Cardiology should say, yes, this medication is being used, be aware of it, a potentially rare side effect mm-hmm. instead of saying, don't use this drug, it can kill you. On the Hall of Shame, oddly enough, we've got two presidential candidates. Right. Or at least their campaigns or maybe the individuals. Yeah. Is it something that Joe Biden said well, that upsets you? I mean, in something general. Something the campaign. In general, Joe Biden yeah. has been on the wrong side of every issue in trying to say that we have to be extremely, extremely on the side of messing up everything because of President Trump. And I don't have the Biden story. I'm but sorry. here, oh, I'm going to tell you the what one did thing. He say? That, okay, so he and Trump had a 
meeting on the telephone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they agreed not to talk about it. They agreed not to be uh, publicly saying what they talked to each other about. And you'll, if you've been watching the, uh, the uh, press conferences that Trump has, they asked him and he said, no, I'm not going to tell you because I promised Joe I wouldn't say anything. That's good. Well, you know, Biden just has, has talked about everything. And, and, you know, I gave him advice about when to open up the country and I gave him advice about all these things. And so, Joe, how can we trust you? When you made an agreement with mm-hmm. the President of the United States to have a confidential conversation and you blabbed it all over the news. Okay, now the campaign of President Trump. Now, this is a hollow shame as well. Weird. Whoever, and I, I can't say that Trump approved it, although I don't know if he said <laughs> I approved this message, but they were doing an anti Biden ad. Yeah. And they showed him with a Chinese guy and they implied, I don't know, that. Biden has been cozying up to China. Well, the guy they showed him with was the governor of, what, former governor, or governor of Washington. <laughs> you know, a guy who's an American. Right. So, right. Chinese people living in the United States are Americans. I am half Chinese. It's funny, the Chinese people didn't consider me Chinese and the white people didn't consider me white. But that's shameful. <laughs> I'm, okay? told, I'm told the people you went to school with thought you were you were uh, Native American. <laughs> they called me Tonto. Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, interestingly, probably the genetics are about right. Okay. You know, because the Native Americans came from China in that area. All right. And they intermixed with a couple of Vikings. So you know, what the heck? It's about <laughs> right. You know, it's about right. All right. We've got lots to talk about. We'd love to talk with you about those things telephone number here at heart health radio is 919-860-9783 i put a couple of things up on the website that i want you to take a look at if not during this show then later and i've got a couple of things scheduled to appear on the website this weekend uh including something about you know when's this going to end and did we do the right thing by locking down the entire economy We'll talk about that during this show and anything else you've got about health right here. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. We barely, we barely got through some of the Hall of Shame just because the reporting has been so poor on things. But we want to move on to the the numbers. And I have an article coming up on our uh, website hearthealthradio.com the title of which is let's stop pretending that experts can tell us how deadly this thing is yeah i mean the models that they talk about are models and it's based on presumptions so the model that really got trump's uh attention and, and, you know, he was talking about aspirationally opening up this weekend, the country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they predicted 200,000 deaths. Okay. Wow. They predict, uh, it, and it caused Cuomo to get on uh, the media and say, we need 20,000 ventilators and Trump's only given us 4,000. Well, the number of patients on ventilators has gone down. Yeah. And, you know, the press is still saying that there are hospitals all over the country that are not getting what they need and that there are people wearing trash bags. So they, they showed a bunch of nurses wearing trash bags in the hospital. Yeah. But guess what? What? That was in Italy. 
Okay, that wasn't right. in the United States of America. And twice, twice, CBS has aired video of an Italian hospital. Very busy. They all look professional, but very busy, very swamped. And guess what? It was an Italian hospital, and they're talking about New York. Right. They did it twice. And, they apologized it, the first time, and, then they did it again. And, and I would say this. It, it didn't look as good to me. I mean, there, there yeah. was all these patients in beds in yeah. one room. With a bunch of doctors running around with their heads chopped off like chickens. Right. <clears throat> That's not United States. Have you seen some of these guys in the intensive care units? They're in they're in bubble boy suits. Right. They're one per room. Right. And so then there was a lady on CBS who who they featured was on Twitter, claiming that she had to quit because they wouldn't give her a, an N95 super mask. And turned out to be a lie. Oh. And. They didn't correct it. Somebody lying on the internet and CBS believed it? Absolutely. Wow. All right. Let's go to Dr. Fauci, who is the world-renowned, nationally known expert, talking about computer models. Then as you start to accumulate data, data that's real data, are likely being influenced heavily by the mitigation uh, programs that you put in, the physical separations, that when real data comes in, then data, in my mind, always trumps any model. And you have to modify the model and the assumptions as you get data in. So I have no problem with people who are critical of of, uh, modeling because modeling is inherently an imperfect science. And that was Friday. So this is very recent. This is yesterday. And and that's important to know. Uh, You know, they don't really correct things. So, for example, Cuomo has said, I don't need any more ventilators. Did they put that on the air? No, because the big lie is is that we needed 20,000 ventilators and we're not going to get them. Well, they stopped asking for ventilators a, a week ago because they, don't, they know now they're not going to need them. And the number of hospitalizations in New York, which is tragically the, the epicenter, yeah. the epicenter of this outbreak, and they don't need any more ventilators. They got enough N95 masks. No one's going without them. Um, and the personal protective equipment is there. So I don't want you to, to think that what was said two weeks ago was true. And we're not going to have 200,000 deaths. We've got too many, absolutely. Eight, was it 18,000 now? And, but it's not 200,000. Right. And, you know, the whole concept that Trump was ignoring his advisors wanting to open up the country, well, we got to open it up. And he didn't open it up April 15th. He listened and now he's thinking about May 1st. And what is the press saying? He cares more about money than lives. Well, let me tell you, this country can't go on like this. People are out of work. They're suffering. And they're not suffering from COVID. They're suffering from the fact that they can't buy groceries. They yeah. can't pay their rent. And what's going to happen? A cascading effect. Now, I'm smart enough as a medical expert to know that I can't make this decision because okay. I mean, if, if the medical experts had their way, we'd never open up because we don't want people to get a disease. The government officials who were elected by our country, this is their decision and it has to be. Do we know, number one, how many people have COVID-19 and number two, how deadly it is? No. Because we haven't tested everybody. And, you know, listen, if I were in charge, I would test every single person in the United States of America. 
And okay. I test them both for the virus present, and I test them for the antibodies. We're finding people who are immune already. Yep. Now, the thing that's crazy is Fauci, and I like Fauci. I think he's a wonderful man. But he should not be making the decisions about when we open up. He should make recommendations that the government officials we elected use along with other considerations in deciding whether we open up again. But they're talking now about um, certificates of immunity to go back to work. So this is the the antibody test. So you have the antibody that shows, quote-unquote, you are immune to the virus because you got the virus. Oh, good. Then you can go back to work. Okay. What about the rest of us who've been hunkered down in our, our um, apartments and our houses who never got it? Does that mean we can't go back to work? And they asked Fauci about this, and he said, well, uh, uh, mm, uh, that's not the narrative I've been thinking about. Uh, yeah. uh, this is why government officials, people elected, need to make these decisions. Because then what Fauci basically said was, unless you've had the virus and recovered from it, you're not going back to work. Now, how crazy is that? Yeah. It's insane. Let me just throw a couple of numbers at folks. And again, I, at the top of the show, I said that I was going to give you some numbers and their fatality numbers or their illness numbers. And I don't want the numbers to replace the fact or to lead you to believe I'm a cold-hearted person. No, we are, okay. we're going no. to show you we're not cold-hearted. Okay. Do you know, according to the Centers for Disease Control, last flu season, which ended... January 25th, or the section between October of 2019 and January 25, 2020. Do you know how many people in the country had the flu? Millions. We don't know. But it was It's between 19 million and 26 million. Now, I'm not good with math, but that's not an exact number, is it? No. Okay. Do you know how many flu deaths there were? There were about, what, 50,000, 20,000? In the area between 10,000 and 25,000. Right. Now, I, I don't want you to focus on the number. I want you to know that that's not a number. That's a whole bunch of numbers. Right. It's, that's it's a huge an estimate. range. It's an estimate. It's an estimate. Do you know how many people died in the Spanish flu? 50 million? Between 17 and 50 million. Yeah. And some estimates up to 100 million. 100 million. Now, the, the reason I present these numbers is not to diminish every single life, but to tell you that it's been more than 100 years, and we don't know, we don't know. how many people died of the Spanish right. flu. It's true. Without knowing how many are, people are actually dying of COVID or how many people actually have it, we have no idea whether 3% fatality right. or 0.03% Right, fatality. so for example, Iceland. And, and since this is talk radio, I'm going to hang up now and take my answer <laughs> off the air. Okay, Okay. well, Iceland yeah. has been testing a whole lot of people. Guess how many are asymptomatic? 50% of those people who are testing for the virus, yeah. they're testing to see if COVID is present in their nasal tract. 50% are negative. And I mean, excuse me, um, asymptomatic. So what does that do? That halves your death rate. If you think there's 100 people infected right. and you have three deaths, yeah. well, if there are really 200 infected and you have three deaths, you go from 3% death rate to 1.5% death rate. Now, let's talk about one other thing that just gets my goat. It's a 
burr under my saddle. Yeah, go ahead. How terrible the U.S. healthcare system is and how COVID-19 proves how terrible our healthcare system is. Well, we haven't tested a percentage of the population as much as, say, France and okay. Italy. What's the death rate in France? Even with more testing per capita, it's about 11%. Yeah. What's the death rate in Italy? Even with a greater per capita testing. I don't know. It's about 10%, 11%. What is it in the UK? I don't know. It's about 9%. What is it in the United States of America? Don't know. 3%. So that's even with more testing per capita, we have a lowest death rate. Now, everybody's saying this shows this COVID-19 crisis with all the craziness, not enough ventilators, not enough N95 masks, that we need socialized medicine. Well, guess who has socialized medicine? Italy. Italy. Uh, the UK? The UK. Yeah. And France. Really? So don't listen to these people. Sure. Are there inequalities in American medicine? Yes. What I'm doing personally to fight inequality mm-hmm. is I treat people for free whenever I can. Now, I'm breaking the law. Did you know that? I did not. I am that. breaking the law, the Obamacare law, in that I am charging people Ooh. less than I charge my Medicare patients. So I charge my Medicare patients a certain amount that Medicare authorizes, and I charge a lot of people zero. I did $240,000 worth of free care last year. Now, that's just me, but that's how I'm trying to combat inequality in the system. But in my mind, the best way to get people health insurance is what? Jobs. Because when you have a job, you can get health insurance, for the most part. Yeah. And so... I just want people to understand we have a great healthcare system. It's the best in the world. And yep. if you want more people to get health insurance, that's, that's understandable. Yep. If you want some of the inequalities to be better, what happens with socialized medicine? Everybody, instead of having an A+, plus, yeah. everybody has a C. So you don't have any A pluses, you don't have any failures, but everybody becomes a C. And if you look, if you get COVID-19, by the way, you're treated for free. Did you know that? Amen. Yes, I knew that. Yes. yes. So Trump, you know, they, they got up and said, you know, what are you going to do with the people who don't have health insurance? He said, let me think about it. And what happened the next day? Yeah. Everybody who gets COVID who doesn't have health insurance is going to be treated for free. The United States government is going to reimburse the hospitals who got no money for wow. it. Wow. So come on. All right, I think I've got notes for the show, and I've got it broken into segment one, two, three, and four, and we're approaching segment four in a couple of moments, and I think I've I've written uh, an incorrect word here in the box for the Uh-oh. shout-outs. Uh, it says Cuomo here. Are we shouting out one of the Cuomos? Yeah, and, and let me tell you why. Cuomo well, they, cool, went— We could save it. What's that? We save it for the segment. Okay. And we're going to do that in a minute or two. Okay. All right, we're going to shout out— this is Governor Cuomo, not Chris Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo, not Chris Cuomo. <laughs> okay. He's hall of shame. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to shout out people even before I have uh, before I get an opportunity to see them or know the good thing they're doing. Well, I'll tell you in just a moment. I'm going to shout you out if you typically go to a restaurant and if you're a tipper. I'm going to shout you out coming up next on Heart Health Radio. You know you make me wanna shout, kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout, come on now. Sometimes you just gotta recognize people for what they're doing, and sometimes it's a surprise. 
the governor of New York State has taken some lumps on this show. If he if he listens, he can find that historically he's not always gotten complimented. Today, I'm I think he's he's coming around. Um, he finally admitted that the models were wrong and he didn't need twenty thousand ventilators, and he's given some away. And he's been honest about it. Uh, you know, the whole democratic socialist idea was that we were totally unprepared. We're, people are going to die because we don't have ventilators. He was honest. And then the second thing he did. Now, he's probably a very big candidate now. Uh, they're trying to get rid of Biden and get Cuomo on there because Sleepy Joe is, is not coming around. He doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. But even so, when somebody asked him. Yeah. Trump's trying to blame the WHO, and that's our socialist organization. They've been promoting China, and they've been, you know, dumping on the U.S. Do you think the WHO really blew it and, and caused a lot of this misery, like Trump said? And you know what he said? What? I think he's right. Now, <laughs> I just about had a heart attack <laughs> because there's no Democrat who has said anything positive about Trump lately. And he had the guts to say, I think he's right about the WHO. So shout out to Cuomo. Um, Maybe the honesty is creeping into the Democratic Party. I don't know. We're going to shout know. out healthcare workers for a little thing. They're doing great things I, I think every this day, was but one this of the, is cute. This is just awesome. So it, what would you do if you woke up and there was a tube in your throat and you couldn't breathe even with a tube in your throat yep. and someone's looking up at you looking like, you know, from Apollo 11 space suits yeah. and you, you don't know who it is. So come on, somebody came up with a great idea and it's just a shout out. They made color pictures of themselves went out the equipment on smiling <laughs> and put it right on their chest so it's the first thing that the patient saw yeah. and what a great idea what There's a great a, idea i, I want to shout out everybody making masks thank you yes. you're helping we've talked about that last the week cloth and it's just masks. coming out it's yeah. just coming out and it's fantastic the other thing i saw a picture of a mask and it looked as if the mouth had been cut out of it which was true the mouth had been cut out the area near the mouth had been cut out in a rectangle. And in its place, a piece of clear plastic. You can see the lips. So you can see the lips because folks like me who have hearing difficulties, you have no idea it's a combination. how much I read lips. Yeah, I read lips and hear the noise. Right. And the brain puts it all together. People say things to me with behind a mask all day long and I... I just nod my head and say, "Yeah, I'm hoping I'm not ordering something or well, asking." Well, I, I was laying on I was you know? lying on the the couch and and my my then wife was shouting at me <laughs> to do something. I didn't have my glasses on, so I put my glasses on, and then I understood what she was saying. And my daughter, who was about seven at the time, says, yeah. "Dad, you're the weirdest guy in the world. You yeah. got to put your glasses on to hear." Yeah. <laughs> Somebody showed me something. Um, I think I probably saw it on Facebook. You know those clear protectors that you use, you slide paper into them, mm-hmm. and, and and you put it in a three-ring binder? Take those out. Take your glasses, assuming you wear glasses, and poke the rims through the holes. And if you do it right, you've created a face a mask. A face mask. And, and, and now it's not, is it COVID quality? I don't know. It doesn't matter, but... If if the big deal, 
Yeah. It'll jo- fog up. Won't it fog up? Josh Zach is uh, joining us. Our, our studio, yeah, outdoor studio it, engineer. It'll fog up, though, won't it? You're, you're just going to get a whole sheet of No, the- it's it's right out. It w- yeah. kind of waves out. It sort of angles out, and you can breathe up underneath it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Yeah, I, I, the I, face masks now that they're putting out do angle out. Yeah. They don't come right down in front of your face. Um, and a lot of people are making those and using those effectively. I'm finding that, and I wear a mask all day long. I've had to go to rubber bands and stretchy things. And I've all got masks for you. I, you got masks for me, and they tied in the back. I don't know how they did it. Back in the surgical days when masks didn't have elastic on it. But I tie them where they need to be tied, and 10 seconds later, it's sagging down over my nose. i got to show you how to tie no. it. Yeah, no, don't teach me. You know, what I did is I used a rubber band. Uh-huh. But my point is, the people who are making these things, God bless you for doing it. Those volunteers at churches, you're doing the right thing. Well, remember I talked about Maha, Make America Healthy Again? Yeah. Yep. Donna Countryman, shout out. She made me like 20 of them. Did she really? Red mask with Make America Healthy Again, Maha. And so far, I've kind of worried about, about wearing them because, you know, the MAGA hat guys are getting beat up. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think anybody knows what it means. I, I have a more stylized mask. That oh, I'm, my gosh. Is that like a hockey mask? That's Darth Vader's. Darth Vader mask. Oh, okay, all right. All right. We're going to shout out everybody who deserves to be shouted out. But we're going to shout you out just all together. So the United if you don't States mind, of America. If you're able to stand, go ahead and stand because this is the shout out to the United States of America, courtesy of Whitney Houston.
I think the country's been responding well. I think this is the greatest country on the face of the earth. My mother came here with $50 in a dream, leaving socialism, leaving communism. And it gave her a chance to raise a family. We were all successful. Anybody has got to realize what a great job this country's done in, in this horrible crisis. Join us next week, Saturday at noon. This is called Heart Health. Heart Health Radio, a news radio 680 WPTF. Have a great week. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only.